The final week of CWL Pro League matches is here, and the pros can seem to stay friendly. This is CODcast, the Call of Duty podcast. Welcome back to CODcast. We have a pre-Pro League episode this week. But first, before we get into all of that, I looked back over the past seven episodes and realized that I have not introduced myself to you. So I'm going to do that. My name is Ben Matthews. I live in Los Angeles. I started playing Call of Duty on Call of Duty 4. Modern Warfare 1, and fell in love with it that day, that's when I was in high school and just kept growing in my affection for the series. I recently got into esports in the past, I don't know, four years, three or four years, um, and I had the entry that I feel like a lot of people have, which is you, you see Optic Scumpy, and then you, you watch his videos because he's good, and then you start following the rest of esports you know i feel like a lot of people get their get their entry point at scump or like one of the optic members but yeah been following esports now for a couple of years and figured that the podcast was a really good idea at this point because the the community needs support around it so now that we did that let's jump on into what we're talking about we're going to start here with the pro league stuff uh it is the final week of cwl pro league qualifiers and we have some really important matches lined up first off i want to do a quick hit on the the pro league challenge aka weekend 2k when the pro league happens and tell you what happened there and then we'll dive into the actual pro league matches so during the pro league challenge there were definitely some upsets the final four teams were unilad phase lg and get ready what do you think it's going to be well, the answer is Earthroot. That's right. You heard me. I said Earthroot. You're like, I guarantee right now you're saying, who is Earthroot? They're a Canadian organization. They actually took down Envy and Splice on the way to the Final Four. So, this is something we've seen in the past couple Pro League challenges. Um, maybe it's because weird internet maybe it's because people aren't trying their hardest i don't know but some of these smaller like open bracket teams are okay making it some distance i was trying to look up earthroot i don't think they have any like big names on the team i might be wrong they don't have a like a huge organization around them but they're a canadian organization and they're definitely in for like sponsoring uh, other na teams kind of like just another cod organization in the group so i'm really glad they made it to final four sweet and taking down envy and splice uh, Envy struggles obviously are continuing through the weekend as we hoped would not happen as well as Splice struggles. Look, I didn't have a lot of hope for Splice to, to pick it up in the beginning because they've shown really no signs of life this season. But I did have some hope for Envy and we have been disappointed. Uh, Unilad though is still showing signs of being an up and coming team because they're in the final four of this Pro League Challenge aka 2K. And uh, that's that's good news. I mean, they have a really big week ahead of them, so I think they do need to show some signs of being a solid team if they want to go into this week and, and have a good turnout. But in the finals, LG end up 3-0-ing phase. No surprises there. 
except the fact that it was a 3-0. Maybe, maybe we thought FaZe was going to take a map or two off of them, but I would have expected LG to win. But look, these these are the top two teams. It's not it's not crazy. They're both showing some serious life right now. So now that we got through the Pro League Challenge, let's on jump o- let's jump over to the Division B standings first, and then I'll break down the matches, give some predictions. First place, Luminosity. Second place, FaZe. Third place, Envy. Fourth place, EG. Fifth place, Unilad. Sixth place, Splice. Seventh place, EU. And eighth place, Epsilon. Some quick things to note. Luminosity's pretty set. I think they are They are set, yeah. They're set in stone as as qualifying. I'm not saying first place, but... And then uh, FaZe is pretty set. Uh, Envy's pretty... <sighs> Pretty set, yeah. And then, but the things I want to point out are EG and Unilad, who are in fourth and fifth, are five and five both. So they're they're neck and neck. And then Splice and EU are four and six and four and seven. So these teams are, it's a really interesting mix-up right in that that middle slot of this division. Well, let's get into the matches. We'll break some of them down. Lumina, on Tuesday here, we're going to start Luminosity versus Unilad. Woo! Starting off with a bang. This is big for Unilad. You're going to see Unilad have a really rough, rough... I'm not going to say rough. I'm going to say hard week. Because they, they play the top teams this week. So, starting off with a bang. Imagine Unilad comes out and takes this. Say Luminosity's feeling confident off of the, the Pro League. They, uh, they don't come in with the strength they should. Unilad comes in on fire because they know they have a tough week. And they have to, they're trying to qualify for that last playoff spot. And they take down LG. That'd be huge. That would be awesome. I want to see it. Who cares if Luminosity loses? They they're qualified already. Who what do they care? But they'll they'll come out and play hard. They're they're a solid team. They always play hard. Next up is Epsilon versus Evil Geniuses. Now this is the, look at this dichotomy of these two matches here. Unilad and EG are the ones fighting for that fourth place spot spot and the closest to getting it. Unilad have to play LG and Evil Geniuses have to play Epsilon. If EG loses to Epsilon, I mean they have, come on. They they probably won't. Epsilon's 0 and 11, like so. So EG have the obvious easier easier first day here, um, and really an easier week. And the very next match is Unilad versus Phase. Like man, Unilad, you the worst week to try to qualify for this spot. You get LG and Phase on the first day. Like this could very well knock them out of being able to do anything. It could easily do that. So, uh, I, I I'm gonna say LG wins the first one. Unfortunately, EG and then Phase is gonna beat Unilad. This is tough. Maybe Phase though. Like you don't know. Phase hasn't been the top tier team that they're playing like right now all year. So maybe they you know show a little bit of weakness and Unilad can take it down. Remember, Unilad's a, a solid team. And then Splice versus Envy. Well, this is our 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 matchup of disappointments here. So. Maybe we can see who's showing a little bit more, more potential because these are the two teams that we thought would be top tier teams this year, and and Envy was at some point, but they haven't shown it recently. So my guess is Envy's going to win this. They've shown a little more potential all year than Splice has, but this is our matchup of disappointment. And then we end the day Phase versus EU. Now, this would be a sweet match, pretty much any other season, but because of a United struggles, it's probably going to go to phase. But I do want to see kind of if they have made some changes over the weekend behind our city's uh, play style and the fire that he's gotten. 
and see if they can maybe take a map or two off base, play them really close. I'd like to see that. I'm not going to say EU's going to win. They're probably not going to. But I want to see if maybe they made some shifts. I'm maintaining hope for this team. You guys have probably lost hope in them, but I, I want them to do well. You know, out of these, these guys are good players. They should not be struggling the way they are. Wednesday comes up, though. EG versus Splice. Again, right off the bat, EG, Evil Geniuses has to play, gets to play Splice. They can beat them. Splice is not, is not a better team than EG. Surprisingly, they have some star players, but so does EG. So EG can beat them. And then Epsilon plays Unilad. So then Unilad gets the, if they can get that win, and maybe one of the other wins, uh, the first day, it's going to be really interesting. So Unilad plays Epsilon. I'm going to say EG beats Splice, Unilad beats Epsilon. Splice plays Phase, Phase beats Splice, guaranteed. I say guaranteed pretty confidently there, but hey, you never know. But Phase is going to beat Splice. Nothing big there. I mean, Splice is tr- attempting to qualify, kind of, but I just don't imagine, I don't imagine Phase dropping that. And then... Um, EG plays EU. So this is a matchup that is interesting to me. And this is a matchup that could screw things up. If EG wins out, obviously they're going to qualify. They're in first place right now. I mean, in, in in first place for the fourth place spot. They're they're in fourth. They have the fourth place spot qualified. Uh, but the EU match is interesting because of the, the people on the teams. Some of these players have teamed together. You have some really big names like Aix versus Clayster, Enable versus Clayster. Clayster and Enable have teamed together. So if EU is showing signs of life, I think this match could be really interesting to, to for them to come out against EG, who, who has shown life but hasn't been a juggernaut in any way, and and take a, take a match off of them. I'm not saying EU's going to qualify. I don't think they will. They have some tough matches, and I don't think they can pull it out in time, unfortunately. It's so weird to think that because all these other seasons, they would be just a shoe in But I do think they could take this map off EG and screw up or mess up this this qualification for the, for the last playoff spot out of Division B. And the last match of the day is LG versus Envy. Look, this was expected to be a fantastic match, but it's not looking like it will be. It's looking like LG's going to take it pretty easily. I think with LG's schedule, they just have this this first place wrapped up pretty easily. Um, and then we jump into the the last day. So this has four matches on it instead of five. We st- we start with Envy versus Epsilon. Yeah, I mean, en- Envy will probably take that. Um, then Splice versus EU. Again, EU... I don't think it's going to really do much for the qualification with Unilad and EG qualifying, trying to qualify, but they could they could take down Splice. I mean, they should really look at these games as kind of practice and really good experience on land to work out whatever they're struggling with. I know it's it's probably quick. You'd rather have like a week off and try to figure this stuff out. It's it's like a quick slam of of matches all in these two weeks and they'll have like a weekend where they're playing and stuff to try to figure it out but i think they should really take this experience and and use it as a sort of practice 
and if they win, sweet, they've qualified. But with what they've shown, I don't think they'll win, so they should probably use it otherwise. Uh, Unilad then, the second-to-last match of the day. This was probably not expected to be a big match, but check it out. Unilad plays Evil Geniuses. Okay. Now, imagine if it's coming down to this match for that last spot. I want to see it. I want to see this match more than I want to see the last match of the day, which is the two juggernauts. Like, Unilad versus EG. If EG... If they have the same record going into this, which I think is possible, this is this match is going to be crazy. This would this could decide the fourth place spot, and it's just a head-to-head. That's what I want to see. And who do I think is going to win it? I think... I feel like Unilad would take that. That's that's my opinion. Unilad is a spicy team. They've shown some serious potential. EG has as well, and they have some big names on it. Oh, I don't know, though. I don't know who would take that. That is really tough. Thinking about the lineup, that's really tough. We have to see how they play this week. I'm not sure I could predict that at this point. But I don't think anything crazy is going to happen the rest of the time. The rest of the week, I guarantee something will, but I'm not predicting anything because I don't see any glaring, glaring upsets ready to happen. But it's just gonna who, who who comes out on fire, you know? Maybe LG though, like they drop a match because they came out and like they they didn't really need it as much as these other team these other teams. That's a very optic thing to do, and optic doesn't need something. They they tend to play down to their opponent opponents, but. So, like, Unilad versus, versus EG, that, that might be a huge match. And then the last match of the day is LG versus FaZe, which this often happens, like, the 1v2 match. It was, like, the Rise versus Optic of Division A where Rise stopped them. Uh, LG versus FaZe. Hey, the, the Pro League Challenge rematch for the Grand Finals. I don't think either of these teams will really care that much in this match. They probably won't play 100%. I don't know. I don't know what's in these guys' heads. Maybe they want to to, to send a message. But... Yeah, the two juggernauts, one and two, which will probably maintain the one and two spots through this last week, will be playing each other in the last match. If you uh, if you have any free time, tune into them. They're they're going to be some good matches uh, through every day. Every day has some really solid ones. And I mean, if you want to follow a team to try to see what happens, watch the EG Unilad drama. You know, the the other teams seem to be pretty cemented into qualifying but watch that drama between those two uh fourth and fifth place teams and uh and follow that 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 fight for the last playoff spot it'll be really fun to watch so a couple things to say about the pro league before we move on from it one envy seems cemented to qualify for the playoffs but should they be i don't i don't know they've They've really shown, they showed so much power in the first two weeks of Division B. And now they've, and they showed it at CWL Atlanta as well. But they're not showing it anymore. And so, you know, yeah, they've had some really, really solid, solid showings uh, for a couple weeks at a time. But I, I don't, I'm not sure if I love them just because they had a good performance in in the first couple weeks showing up and being fine. These other teams, EG and Unilad, the the reason I prefer them to get one of these spots or both of them get into that is because they had rough starts. They're all good teams. They have good players, but they've had rough starts, and then they've slowly gotten better and better. Envy got better, and then they showed some problems, and now the problems are getting worse. So I'm like, man, Envy, like, 
that's great and it's envy and you probably have a lot of fans so maybe it's good for the community if envy gets in so that those envy fans will watch but like i don't know eg and unilad like they're the up-and-comers, and they're showing a lot of spark right now, and I w- I'd rather see a team like Unilad get in if they're not going to qualify. I'd rather see them get in over Envy than Envy, who just slips by because they had a really good showing in the first two weeks. That's my opinion. Uh, the fight for fourth place is on, but EG has a better shot. EG, it's in their hands. They got to win their matches. They're, they have a much easier schedule, I'll say that. And then they have to beat Unilad at the end. If they have already qualified, I re- I would buy the last match, the Unilad versus EG match on Thursday. I would still like to see EG beat Unilad to say, we deserve this spot. We are the better team right now, so we'll beat you to show it. I would like to see that. That would make sense. If they qualify barely and then Unilad comes in and beats EG and it doesn't matter, that would upset me. It's like, man, Unilad was the better team. And they're like, they are really showing some sparks, whereas you know, EG do has some superstars, but like you should have shown some spark a while ago, guys. Um, EU and Splice want to talk about do they have they they could hop into fourth if they win out and somebody else doesn't, but I I I don't see it happening. These two teams, I don't know, they 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 have an opportunity. And that's what makes the fourth place fight so interesting is that they're all kind of within one game, if not tied in record. So that it, it's interesting, but I, I don't see Splice or EU winning out and and one of the other teams dropping enough for them to, to hop into fourth. I just don't see it happening. It is possible, though. I want to put that out there, that if you're watching the games, it is possible. So keep that in mind. It does, there is more tension on the games than like, oh, this is impossible. Everybody's just playing because they have to play and they're scheduled and they're part of this this organization. No, it is possible. They could qualify. And I guarantee EU and Spice will be fighting to qualify. It's not like they're going to, those teams want to be there. Not only out of embarrassment of getting relegated. I mean, EU could be, it would be sent to relegation right now. Like, not only that, but like the, these, you know, these, they, they want to qualify for the playoffs. That's a lot of money. It's where... Like, it's one of the major competitions of the year. So, they're going to be fighting for it. And then, Epsilon. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about Epsilon besides they have some great time to practice on LAN. I think one of the problems they've talked about is just people aren't wanting to scrim against them. I guess the time changes and stuff are weird. Nobody wants to scrim against them. Um, and apparently there's some drama with one of the guys on the team. I remember. I can't remember who Dave said it was. Uh, maybe it was Nathan because he was... Obviously, he isn't the best guy uh, after all the travel drama. But they, they they have a great opportunity here to, to practice and scrim teams on land. Obviously, they can't qualify. Obviously, they, they, they won't make it at a relegation. But they have a really great opportunity here. So they should really take this time and try stuff out. You know, you can't, you can't get out of relegation now. Try stuff out. Like, try to work some different strats. Try to, try to mix up roles if you think you need to on your team. This is a really valuable time where you have land practice, not even the scrim online. So that's all I have to say about the Pro League. It is an interesting week. There are some slots that are cemented, and there are some playoff spots that are obviously not cemented, uh, mainly that that fourth-place spot. So it'll be a really, really good week to watch. Tune in uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. There's also a Hot mic episode before the matches today, which is fun to watch all the players talk about what they think needs to change and it's some good stuff the guys know what they're talking about so 
Hopefully they ask the right questions. Sometimes I feel like Hot Mike just doesn't ask the right questions. They they kind of skirt around the issue and ask about stupid drama in the community. Like I don't want to see that. Let's ask about the problems on the teams and what needs to change. Let's 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 get some technical talk around this instead of just you know skirting around the real issues of the teams and talking about drama. I want to see these players break down what they think needs to happen. And maybe they don't want to talk about strats for their team because then other teams realize what they're trying to do. But they can tell us something. Let's talk about this stuff we want to hear from them. So that's it for the Pro League. There's a few smaller stories I want to comment on. Uh, First off, we're going to move over to somebody that I talked about some last episode, which is Killa. And he said some more stuff and got in a little argument versus Slasher. So Slasher is the Envy kind of leader. He's the, the big... AR for Envy is fantastic. He just dropped that 55 bomb in London Docks last week. Killa tweeted out that there needs to be more changes. Like, why are we not changing the community right now? Why are we not changing COD right now? And then Slasher was like, what do you want to change? Like, what would we change? Kind of like a... It wasn't like, what would we change? It was like, what are you talking about? What would we even change? What do you think needs to be changed? And Killa goes, first of all, (laughs) no Semtex. no, no, No sticky grenades. And, like, I was with Killa last week, but this I'm like, come on, man. Okay, can we think back to Infinite Warfare? Every time I say Infinite Warfare, by the way, I I almost say Infinity War, which I think... There's Infinity War, and then Infinity War, or Infinite War... What's the Avengers movie? There's the... I'm getting so screwed up now. Activision needs to talk to Avengers immediately and get that title changed so I don't screw it up. Thank you, Activision. Uh, no Semtex from Killa. That's what he says. So if we think back to the last game, which was Infinite Warfare, yeah, um, the grenades were nothing. They were useless. They were those stupid three bounce grenades. The three would separate, and nobody would die from them. And the community hated it. Like, pub matches, they were all right sometimes. People would use, like, plasma grenades and all this crap. Or, like, the spider grenades. Jeez. Remember those? So, the pub matches, the grades were, grenades were awful. And, and the pros would complain about the fact that grenades were useless. Like, that's a big part to, like, cut off a lane or, like, check a bomb site with some grenades. Like, that's a big part of the strat, specifically in Search and Destroy. You know, when you, if you die, you're out. So, the grenade strats are huge. And pros hated the weak grenades in, in IW. If you don't believe me, Go back and find the tweets. Go back and find the the VODs or the videos of people talking about it. They hated it. And then when like people would play Modern Warfare Remastered, they'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot. Grenades were good in this game. Like Make little stabs at, at IW for the, for the crappy grenade. So let's not get into grenade arguments, please. Because for once, the grenades have been buffed again and work and actually turn out to... to to ha- be a large portion of strategic breakdown of the game. And now people are like, no, the grenades are too strong. Like, I hate being spammed with Semtex. Well, okay, well, run. you have to counter that. That's the whole point of it is, like, it, it provides an option so that you have to counter it. Like, th- this is my problem. This is this is why I was close to not talking about Killa last week, but I ended up feeling like it was important to talk about the possible you know, uh, franchise change in, in Call of Duty, 
because nobody's happy. Like nobody's, it seems like no one can be happy right now, especially him. He likes to talk. He talks constantly about crap. He brought up maybe a good point last week, but he talks just, he talks about crap nonstop and he's constantly complaining. Like no one is happy. It's super frustrating. No one's happy with the community and they, everybody's going to try to find something because maybe because they're not playing how they want to, or something isn't happening how they want it to, but nobody's happy with the community and, and it's creating a horrible energy. And that actually leads me really nicely to my next point, which is, so the whole, so I commented on this, uh, one or two episodes ago, but I have more info kind of fleshed out in it and then attached released a video. So Krim, Krim6 from Optic yelled in a stream. They were like joking about not picking him. And someone was like, oh, I, I won't play eights, money eights so that you can pick Scrim. Uh, you, wow. So that you can pick Krim. And like people are like laughing, ha ha, he has 3,000 viewers to like don't pick him. And then Krim yelled like, you guys are laughing, you think it's a joke, but if if we, if Optic, if we left COD, you guys, the community would die and you guys wouldn't get paid anything. Like ha 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 ha. And the weird thing about it was that it's kind of (laughs) true, like the a lot of the community support is around optic so like he's got a really good point there and attach actually responded in a video he released a video and um attaches on phase if you don't know attach he's an he's another big name in the community and a fantastic player i i attach said he agrees with optic like if those guys left it'd be a big hit to the community it would be horrible and and then he said like but if there's a really sweet game that gets released it could create a lot of hype around the community again and like people would be interested in playing pubs not only pubs but watching the pro sports and like yeah i i agree with attach on the opinion of optic leaving i'm not sure i agree with attach on the game because as we see everybody's going to complain about the game if the game is good it'll be good for a month and then everybody's like oh this is crap like this gun's op can we can we get some balance please can we can we take out every grenade possible? Can we like we complain about jetpacks and then get boots on the ground and then say we want jetpacks? There is no fix for the community right now. I I'm so frustrated with the fact that it's like constant it's constant bashing the game. Play the game. If you're not doing well, change your strat your strategy. And maybe we need a fix up of CWL. And I'm not saying a good game can't help a little bit. Sure. Black Ops 4 has some real uh, potential to add a lot of energy to the community. Everybody likes the Black Ops series. Sweet. But I think that the community has gotten into a really dug up, dug a really nice hole of just complaining about Call of Duty because it's not perfect. No game is going to be perfect. If you want a perfect game, go play Tetris. Okay? There is not a perfect COD game. There are so many factors in this and they are doing their best to help the community. So I, I think it's more of like, let's get some support around the around esports. And yeah, good game could help, but it, it won't it it won't change everything. I I refuse to believe that we'll stop complaining if any COD gets released. Um the last thing I wanted to say really quick, by the way, I saw a tweet today that from Optic Karma about he said he's played Flex on every Call of Duty and it's taken a couple months, but he's playing Flex again. So big optic shifts apparently in their role play 
This is going to be an interesting next event is Birmingham, I think. So this is going to be a really, really interesting. Isn't Birmingham where Peaky Blinders takes place? Oh, cool. That'd be cool. Um, this would be a really interesting event for for Optic to see some some role play switches. I mean, Karma is a fantastic flex player. I want to see him play that. And if they need to switch that around, I, I'm very hopeful for Optic to to show some some serious signs of life in this game. The last thing I wanted to say, though, before we sign off is shipment feels awesome. Okay, the game feels really great to me. Yeah, there's a lot of streaks and like you get in a shipment. I guarantee if it's domination, you're getting paratroopers called in. Either you're getting them or somebody on the other team's getting them. And whoever gets them first wins. But guarantee you're, there's paratroopers, ball shirt gunners, things coming in. But like it, it feels so balanced. I think the game as a whole right now, World War II, feels really balanced. I think the recent update with the class switches... Like, I took a break playing COD for a little bit, and then that update came out where all the classes switched, and they did, like, the rebalance of the separation of classes, and I went back to it, and it taking the break, and then you, you're going to realize the difference more because the last time I remember, it was really unbalanced, and this with a switch, man, it feels great right now. It feels like I'm rewarded for my long-distance gunfights if I'm using a bar, and I am... I am uh, hindered by the fact that I'm attempting to kill somebody up close with a rifle. Like the the separate, it's it sounds simple, but the separation of classes, it feels great. It really does. They've done a good job with it. Um, so I think the game feels really balanced right now, and and I purposefully am leaving on a positive note here because the community needs to be more positive about the game, and stop trying to get the COD games absolutely precise and perfect. They'll never be. Deal with what you've been provided. And some of these games are actually good. They are. Black Ops 3 was actually good. And people bashed it until it was over. And people were like, oh, I miss Black Ops 3. World War 2 has a lot of positives to it. Sure, the maps. Yeah, we could use some better maps and stuff. But it has a lot of positives. We should be thankful for the fact that we went back to boots on the ground. And, and just continue through this until Black Ops 4. With that being said. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you to everybody who's listened. Really appreciate it. You know the usual gist of it. It's rate, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. If you have any questions or like want me to talk about something, DM me on Twitter. At The handle is TheOnlyCodcast. Uh, this has been a fun episode, and we'll be back after the Pro League finishes to give some uh, Birmingham updates and some hopefully some Black Ops 4 updates. Sledgehammer will probably release a weekly update, and I'll break down all the matches from the last last week of the Pro League, and then that's going to lead eventually into playoffs, which will be really fun to cover. That's a big, big tournament. So it's been another fun episode. My name is Ben, and this has been Codcast, the Call of Duty podcast. <laughs>